Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Gluten-Free Voice. I'm Jules Shepard, your host today, and I am excited to be talking about awesome holiday baking, gluten-free style, of course, and there is so much to talk about. Um, I have a special guest that I want to introduce you to as well, but I wanted to first of all mention, if you have not yet checked out the Gluten-Free Cookie Swap on Facebook, you must go there now, of course, after the radio show, but then you can go there. It's the Gluten-Free Cookie Swap on Facebook. There's also a Gluten-Free Cookie Swap Pinterest page, or board rather, on Pinterest that you can go to and um, see all kinds of really, really yummy gluten-free cookie recipes that people have been sharing to be part of this contest. And there's some amazing prizes from sponsors like Zojirushi and Cuisinart, Tovalo, Core Home, Pasha Chocolate, so delicious, enjoy life, um, earth balance. I can't even tell you all of the wonderful sponsors we have. So amazing prizes up for grabs and also amazing cookie recipes that you can give and get for free and they're tested and all gluten-free. So please definitely check it out. And another thing that we are doing on the Gluten-Free Cookie Swap is giving away some really fantastic gluten-free books. And one of the ones that we'll be giving away is a book by my special guest today, Beth Hilson. And um, her latest book is actually out now, and you need to grab it. Her first one was Gluten-Free Makeovers, but her latest book, is all about how to live gluten-free happily and how to actually, um, you know, really adjust well to the gluten-free lifestyle. And it's been receiving really wonderful reviews. And that's probably because Beth is not only um, an amazing writer, but she is a great storyteller and she's got lots of stories to tell. So hopefully we'll hear a few of them today. Um, I want to welcome to the show Beth Hilson. Thank you for calling in. Hi, Jules. Oh, it's a pleasure. I love talking to you, my friend. You're one of my very <laughs> most special people in the gluten-free community. I love you dearly, and we could talk for hours, but we I'll only have 30 minutes. <laughs> okay. I, I know. Well, we only have 30 minutes to cover so many different topics. I definitely want to cover your new book, but then I want to jump right into holiday baking. So could you just, you know, for those of, of our listeners who haven't heard your amazing story, could you give them in the nutshell version of how long you've been gluten-free, when you were diagnosed with celiac disease, all of these amazing things that people um, need to know about you that give <laughs> oh, you the credibility oh, thanks, um, thanks. You know, for your new book. Well, I have to say, first of all, that I, I was diagnosed with celiac disease in the 70s when there was absolutely nothing out there. And that was my second time I was diagnosed. First time was as a baby. Um, long story there. Um, and so I went to culinary school to try to figure out how things were made and what things I needed to avoid. And that was really uh, kind of, um, I guess, tapped my pioneering spirit and my can-do spirit and the positive outlook that I have on a diet that would otherwise 
kind of uh, would be a little overwhelming and is to some people. And so my book kind of shares that journey and all of that experience. And and it also um, since then I've I founded one of the first gluten free companies, a wonderful mixed company which I sold, and now you have one of the best mixed companies I can imagine. It's oh, well, thank great. you so much. <laughs> I love it, <laughs> and the thank packaging. You. Um, and then, oh, you know, I've been writing all of these recipes and articles and writing for Gluten-Free and More, which we do together many, um, lots of times. Um, and I do recipes um, because I eat that way and I need to survive and, and I want to eat more than just a plain hamburger or a plain uh, piece of fish or um, you know, I, I want the rolls and I want the bread and I, mm-hmm. I want the cookies and the cakes. So I want it all. Anyway, and I have it all except I have it gluten-free. Um, right. So I've shared, the book shares my journey um, and some of my personal stories, but it also, because the gluten-free diet has become so trendy and such yeah. a buzzword lately, I think it also um, generates a lot of, of myths. And um, and one myth because of the Internet but will be perpetuated in so many different ways and and people will just keep reporting the same things. And, and it really, um, um, the purpose, one of the purposes of the book was to kind of dispel those myths and really yeah. tell the truth about celiac disease and what really is the essence of the gluten-free diet. You've hit on so many great points, uh, Beth. I just I think one of the things to really emphasize to people about your style, which I've always loved and admired and um I think is is one reason why your books are very popular is that you do have this can do attitude and you know it's not about deprivation it's not about um going without anything it's about okay well this is what I want and I'm going to figure out a way to make it and it's going to be awesome and that's why <laughs> right, you know right, your recipes right. are fantastic your books are fantastic she is also for those of you who aren't know uh, uh, didn't know this she's also the food editor of Gluten Free and More magazine formerly known as Living Without magazine and um you can actually see Beth and me, um, because we'll both be at some of these shows together, the gluten-free food allergy fests that are around the country. We were at several this year, and in 2015, um, there will be a bunch of different shows, some of which Beth and I will be at together and others um, either one of us will be at. But definitely check it out online, um, the gluten-free food allergy fests. There's um, shows in Austin, Tampa, Columbus, Minneapolis, Portland, Oregon, Indianapolis, and Stanford, Connecticut. So there's a great lineup of shows that you can see Beth or me doing cooking demonstrations and demystifying um, delicious <laughs> gluten-free baking. So just put a little plug out there for anyone who lives near those markets. <laughs> exactly. Definitely want to check them out. Well, My mouth um, is sweating so for I'm, some I'm, of those tacos. Definitely. Yes, yes, I know. Well, and I just finished the Cinco de Mayo article for gluten-free and more, oh, so we've been doing yay. lots of tacos lately. So, yeah, yes. very, very much fun. Homemade flour tortillas and all kinds of delicious ooh, stuff. That's ooh. another interesting thing about the um, the magazine world that um, I've come to understand, and you've been in it longer than I have, is that, you know, we work on a completely different schedule. So here it is, the week before um, Christmas, the week of Hanukkah, and we're talking about Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> you know, right, like, right, right. I just wrote a okay. Passover article. I know. 
I know it's amazing. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, well, I'll be growing we're talking in about January. Passover and <laughs> I know it's it's just crazy. The the schedule is so messed up. But yeah. um, the for those of you listening to the radio today, which is in December, um, let's talk about some of the baking that um, they could be doing right now that they could be, you know, exploring and having fun with and sharing with their families. You know, right now, yesterday was the first day of Hanukkah, um, and there's some amazing recipes out there for different types of, of gluten-free foods that you could make at Hanukkah. A lot of them were already gluten-free, but mm-hmm. what are some of your favorites? Um, well, I mean, first of all, potato pancakes, potato latkes yeah. um, are, of course, a must. And they are. You're right. They're absolutely inherently gluten-free. Um, some of them call for matzo meal, and I just replace that with potato starch, and we're good to go. And I know you created your squash kikas. Squash kikas. <laughs> Get Jeff on the phone. Squash, he can squash say it. <laughs> Squash keys, that's yeah, right. The, the, the squash latkes. Squash keys, right, right, my husband right, calls them. So. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and those are, and that's, and that's you know, it, the focus of, of Hanukkah foods, a lot of them is on the fried food aspect. But So if you're mm-hmm. going to do the potato pancake, and it's going to be fried because of the oil and the, the story behind that for Hanukkah, um, if you want to inject a little bit healthier, you know, nutrition into your latkes, then, yeah, you can use the um, spaghetti squash and make the squash geese and still fry them in the oil <laughs> and have the traditional um, you know, Hanukkah foods for that. But, yeah, and those recipes, a lot of those recipes are, are found on the Gluten-Free and More website because right. Um, right. you and I both have shared a lot of those on, on that yes. site um, yes. as articles I think we've my, written. The, the point I was going to make when I got hung up on the on the name that Jeff called them um, is that um, is you're right. I mean, you can incorporate. Um, you can do butternut squash. You can do sweet potatoes. You can do spaghetti squash. Um, there are tons of different things that you can add. So you can kind of update your your fried potato pancakes and potato latkes to make them a little healthier and add some more veggies. Um, carrots are a great one too. Um, oh, carrots, yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, you know, donuts, jelly-filled donuts are a big tradition. So instead of doing jelly-filled donuts that are deep-fried, you can bake them. Um, you can do yeah. baked donuts and fill them with um, jelly or just make them with powdered sugar. Um, so lots of ways to update the holiday. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I was in Chicago last weekend, and anybody who follows oh, me on social right. media is probably <laughs> knows exactly what I'm about to say. But I um, found a donut shop that has a dedicated gluten-free fryer, oh. and they make gluten-free donuts, like fresh gluten-free donuts. Mm. It's called Do oh, Right Donuts. Yeah, oh. okay. So I hit the oh. donut shop. So good. And then <laughs> I'm a little sheepish about admitting this, but I will because you're my friend. I went back again the second day. <laughs> I, had, I had all I intentions of going to on the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like maybe get a little to go back, but um, oh. so I was really in the mood for donuts because of my trip to Chicago, and they were so good. Um, and it just reminded me that I have several donut recipes as well, and I posted one. Um, this week, and it, it just was fortuitous because it was my apple butter filled donut holes, um, the mm. little, little donut um, munchkin kind of thingies, and I use apple butter instead of jelly in them. But it was perfect for Hanukkah because oh, you know I was wonderful. all in the mood for these things. But and you know, you could fry them or you could bake them either one. But um, if you want the true donut experience, you need to fry them. But they're so uh, good. I, yeah. so, so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna look those up because I have a. Uh, 
a Hanukkah party that I'm doing on Saturday. So oh, wonderful. Those, yeah. Yeah, those are perfect idea. because they're just bite size. You know, mm-hmm. you don't even need any utensils right. or anything like that. You just pop them in your mouth, and they're really Ooh. too easy to pop. Yeah. <laughs> oh my mouth. god. And they're they're actually very good the next day too. So you could make them on Friday if you don't have time to make them on Saturday. They were, they were really tasty. Um, I think when you fry them, it just seals in the the moisture, you know, and and they oh. actually you know last for another day or two, which is good. So. Something about fried yeah. food, and you know, it's something that's been so off limits for most of my yes. life, and now yes. little by little, we're finding more opportunities to eat fried foods and eat them safely. So, yeah. um, you know, I never like when I mean, we were in when, Portland. Yes, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> That when was we had um, onion rings. <laughs> yeah, it's so girls funny. gone wild. <laughs> oh, totally, with the onion rings. It's, and it is, it's crazy. So when, when you've been living this lifestyle for so long, I mean, I feel like I've been living it forever, and you've lived it way longer than I have. Um, you know, you do. You get accustomed to, you know, not eating certain things when you're out. I mean, you and I can make anything we want to at home, but, like, mm-hmm. going out – that's not you right. know, always going right. to be happening. Yeah, I mean, so when somebody says French fries, I just, yeah. yeah, I just the French you know, fries so and, the, and the onion rings. Yeah, and then the fried but, um, the fried fish we had in Portland too. Oh, it was, it was so good and so that light. So good. And I have to get their secret yeah. recipe. It's so. Yeah. Good. Well, and I think part of the reason that it is, that it was so good, and this is what people say over and over again about blends like yours and mine that makes them so good, is that they are very light. They're heavier mm-hmm. on the starches, which means that they're lighter. So when you have a batter fried application like that, it is a light coating as opposed to a heavier somewhat denser batter that a wheat flour would oftentimes produce. So it's um, you have people come and say, oh, my goodness, this is better than the wheat flour version mm-hmm. of a lot of the types of things that we make because the gluten-free flours and the starches that we use um, for a lot of these recipes are very, very light and um, are really, you know, perfect for those types of, of foods. So um, I think, you know, the other thing people need to understand when they go gluten-free is not just, okay, well, now we have to find a gluten-free version and hope that it's good enough to eat, the gluten-free version may very well be better than the regular (laughs) version. I I mean, it it seems silly to say it, but it's true. And I'll have a lot of people tell me that about, you know, my my pizza crust, for example. Like, oh, my gosh, this is the best pizza crust I've ever had. And they don't have to eat gluten-free. You know, so when you hear stories like that. And they say that about the brownies, too, um, for some reason. Yeah, it's really, um, Gosh, I mean, it seems like gluten-free flours have an affinity for certain flavors and textures that mm-hmm. um, make them even better. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's something to celebrate, that's for sure. Yes, definitely. I know. I mean, the one thing and you know um, that we have to be careful of, of course, and mindful of, and I know I bet you talk about this all the time on the show, is the cross-contamination if you go out. Um, so yeah. if you're seriously gluten-free, you know, have celiac disease or gluten sensitivity, you do have to be mindful of the places where the cross-contamination can occur. So, you know, it's great to be able to have gluten-free pasta when you eat out or fried foods, but if there's not, if it's a shared fryer, for instance, and the fryer um, maybe does some battered shrimp, I mean, those little batter things are going to get stuck mm-hmm. on your French fries. Yeah. And yep. the same with pasta. If they do it in a, water that, in, in a pot of water that's already been yep. used for wheat pasta, oh, my gosh. 
You know, yeah. that's not a good thing and either. And th- this is actually the subject of my show last week. I had um, two nice ladies on who, um, are, like, that's all that they seem to do uh, online is um, work on, you know, publishing the best restaurants to go out to eat at in their respective areas. Um, and one was in Atlanta and one was in the Bay Area. And they've compiled, you know, these wonderful lists of restaurants. And we talked about what kind of questions to ask, um, you know, when you go to restaurants and how do you ensure you have a safe meal. That's actually one reason why I went back to the donut shop twice, not just because I'm, you know, apparently a pig and want more donuts, but um, (laughs) I was going to go to another restaurant the second morning um, that has – it was noted even in the apps like Find Me Gluten-Free, and it was um, on other uh, websites as well as a, as a good gluten-free place to go. And, of course, it's not exclusively gluten-free, but they serve gluten-free pancakes. So I went the day before doing my due diligence, and I, I talked to the manager there, and I said, you know, I'm intending to come here tomorrow morning, and um, I wanted to just explore, you know, what my options were and make sure that it was something that I felt comfortable eating at. And, unfortunately, they have a big, huge griddle that they use for all of their pancakes and waffles and English oh, muffins yikes. and whatever they mm. put on there, and their gluten-free pancakes. And and I just you know what I was so tired from my trip and everything I just said I'm I'm too tired to deal with this like because I mean I would have to walk through with him okay now I need you to put this in a separate pan and you can't do it on the same griddle that you do it for everybody else and I don't know why other people haven't told you this yet but you know that is wow. going to be cross contact problem mm. so I didn't go. I just was yeah, I know that. it's really so I went back to the donut place. traveling is nothing worse than <laughs> yeah. getting sick. Oh, goodness, you can't can't do it. You just can't take those risks. And that's why I always travel with tons of bars because you never know, you know, when you're not going to have a good meal. And, you know, fruit and vegetables and bars, that's kind of how I I get through these trips. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, well, anything else you're making for your party on Saturday, speaking of holiday foods, not just traveling? But I know you said you're going to maybe try the the donuts. Are you going to make some latkes or some challah? Oh, yeah. What else do you have? Oh, we'll definitely make latkes. When I saw your challah recipe that just came yesterday or today, I can't Mm -hmm. remember because I haven't been on the Internet that much today. Um, And I thought, oh, man, maybe I'll make some challah too. Ooh, that would be great. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, so I'm trying to decide between brisket and something a little more adventurous, and I am not sure Mm. what I'm going to do yet. So maybe lamb shanks. That could be. That would be good with latkes. Yeah. So. Well, and if you can if you can put it in some sort of you know bite size or on a skewer or something like that for for your party situations that people can walk around. Oh, that would be a good idea. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. I'm sure. Not yeah. a problem. I'll be right up. I'm, I'll be there on okay. Saturday. <laughs> Popping in. Probably going to eat around <laughs> 6. <laughs> Come on <Awesome>. over. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. I'll, I'll factor that into my schedule. Okay. I actually, um, <laughs> no, and, and I did actually, when we stayed with you last time, we ate very well. I will say that. <laughs> so I didn't worry. Okay. One little bit. You make wonderful oh, food. You know, it's well, so funny. So let's talk- Everything is gluten free in this house. Yeah. Well, and it should be. I mean, you make everything uh, yeah. delicious, so there's no yeah. reason why it shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, and your husband and my husband, are, you know, are not gluten-free, but yet they eat gluten-free anyway because that's do. what we do. And I know. They're, and they're so they're supportive, happy you know. It's it's great to oh. have that team behind you. You have to. 
You absolutely have to. And, yeah, and Joel's wonderful. But um, we only have, like, 10 minutes left, and I I could probably talk gluten-free cookies for the holidays for about another 10 hours. So um, (laughs) tell me some highlights. I know you've shared a recipe or two already on the gluten-free cookie swap. Thank you very much for sharing your yummy cookie recipes. But, um, you know, what are some some cookie recipes that are your favorites at this time of year? Are there any that stumped you for a while? It was difficult to convert to gluten-free or... Others that came really easy. What What are some of your well, um, I guess, hardest memories, you know, difficult choices that you've had to make yeah. for changing the cookies? It's you know, it is a little challenging. One of the cha- biggest challenges is either spritz cookies or cutout cookies because mm-hmm. they don't hold necessarily hold their shape like they mm-hmm. would if they were filled with gluten. Um, and so you either have to Add a little more starch if you're doing the spritz cookies. And I have one on my website, glutenfreemakeovers.com. Oh, excellent. And I think you just Google check it spritz out. cookies. Yeah, and they're really, mm-hmm. the formula, I had tried to tried it three or four times um, in order to find something that would go through the press properly yeah. and still hold the form. Um, my cutout cookies are easier, and I've used a number of different ones. And I think at this point, I even use the sugar sugar cookie mix from Gluten Free Pantry and Glutino, mm-hmm. which was my old formula. So I kind of mm-hmm. I know I can count on that. Um, right. But the one tip I found um, for doing, and maybe you've discovered a way to circumvent this, but I find that the simpler the designs the easier it is to do a cutout cookie or even a spritz cookie because if it gets too elaborate, you're going to lose some of the form when it bakes anyway. And um, and by the time, if you were going to make it stiff enough so that you would see all the intricacies of Rudolph's reindeer antlers, um, mm-hmm. by that time you're going to have a cookie that's going to be hard to chew on. So, yeah. um so I do something like a Jewish star um, would be a perfect cutout. A menorah, yeah. nah, not so easy. Not so much. So yeah, because you got your long, thin, you know, um, yeah. candlesticks, the candles, and um, yeah. mm-hmm. those are going to break off. So. Yeah, I um, um, I just finished doing another photo shoot of sugar cookies because I wasn't happy with the ones that uh, I had had in the past. The lighting just wasn't great, but um, and and kind of I'll take any excuse to make cookies again. Yeah, right. <laughs> we um, we made another batch, and um, and we had a really good time with the decorations, Beth, because I think oh, you know yes. what your point is. You know, you use the, the forms, the candy cane, the the Christmas tree, the star. You know, the simpler forms like that, and then once they bake out, you decorate them with some. Um, icing, you know, cookie icing, which is right. simple. Right. I mean, I just whip together yeah. confectioner sugar and um, you know non-dairy milk until I get the consistency mm-hmm. that I want. Right. And we just had a really good time with the decorations, and um, and of course they were delicious. And you know, you wouldn't have known if there was a you know, a Rudolph face under the icing or not, you wouldn't have needed it. But um, the other thing that I would say, the two other tips I would have just from doing this forever is that um, with the cutout cookies, they seem to work better when the dough is really cold. And, Mm -hmm. you know, people have have given me a lot of good feedback on that. I think it's pretty universal that, you know, with the the rolled cookies like that, they just work better. They're not as sticky and um, they just work a little bit better when they're cold. I don't need to do this for my recipe, but I've also 
told people for other recipes or if they're using other flours that they're having problems with, if they cut out the cookies, put them on the cookie sheet and freeze them on the cookie mm-hmm. sheet for 10 minutes or something and then stick it in the oven, then it'll help them to hold their shape. Like I said, mm-hmm. I don't do that for mine, but I know that people have had some success with that when they're working with other flours that haven't held their shape very well. The other kind of strange thing that works for me is um, – and this, again, shows my dark side. I love to eat cookie dough. And so I like to make <laughs> so cookie dough vegan. <laughs> yeah. So I make I make them egg-free. And um, I use the Energy um, Gluten-Free Egg Replacer in my cookie dough um, recipe, and it works fantastic. Mm. It um, actually, I think, maybe helps them hold their shape better than when you use an egg. Oh, so that's another option, too. Yeah. yeah. You I know, mean, the and then one, you can eat um, all the dough you want. Yeah, (laughs) I do. I love the dough. Um, So one thing that I do that's similar to what you do is I have a large cutting board, um, Mm -hmm. and it's um, about the size that would fit on the shelf in my refrigerator. And I will roll the dough out between two sheets of plastic wrap, and then I put it in the refrigerator for a few minutes and let it chill and then cut it if it's getting sticky or I'll cut them and then stick them in there and then I can peel them off really easily without uh, parts of the cookie breaking off before they get mm-hmm. onto the cookie sheet. Um, mm-hmm. It it makes it a lot easier. And so and then I just move them back and forth on that same um, cutting yeah, board. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's yeah, a great idea. Yeah, so it, it works pretty well. I did those with the um, the Linzer Stars that we did for mm, gluten-free and more. Oh, those yes. were wonderful. Those were really yummy? great. Oh. So that's another one that's so easy, and and it's mm-hmm. really such a great, um, it, they make such a great presentation. So you cut out the star, and one of them has a center that's cut out of it, or you can do circles, and you can cut a little heart or a star out of the center of that. And then, um, so you sandwich them in with a lot of um, raspberry jam and make sure it's seedless otherwise you're going to be pulling those seeds out it's a mess (laughs) trying to pipe it otherwise very good tip yes and then um so and the other tip about those is don't powder them after you put the jelly on um powder the top before you sandwich it together otherwise you're going to get your confectioner sugar onto the jam and it's going to look kind of murky it doesn't um, look cloudy so yeah, and yeah, you want them to look, look you know pretty. really sparkle. And then the mm-hmm. other one is um, cutting out Christmas cookies. So you cut out the Christmas sh- Christmas um, tree shape, and you do the same kind of thing. So half of them are your top, and half at the bottom. And the bottom is solid, and the top you use straw, a drinking straw, to cut little holes in your the uh, top um, mm-hmm. uh, cutout. And then you, um, and then it looks like Christmas decorations on your Christmas tree when you put it together. Oh, so it's so really pretty. cute. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so pretty. Yeah, that's a great yeah. idea about the straw. Yeah. The, yeah, the other it's, thing it's it just comes. Yeah, totally. And it's so easy. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Um, <laughs> the other thing that comes to mind when we're talking about cookies, just you know, in terms of helping people get their cookies just right for the holidays. Um, the same thing happens with pastry and you know, pie crusts are waiting for their, their pie crust or the pastries or even their cookies to brown a little bit, and they are not taking them out of the oven until they brown because they're used to that experience with the wheat flour-based um, 
applications. And what's happening is that they're overcooking their pastries or their cookies because they're waiting for them to brown. And yeah, they're not going to brown the same way. Um, because and the, and the, the bottom will the be brown protein. if you look at it. Mm-hmm. So it's actually yeah. done. Yeah. 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 So if you don't like your cookies super crunchy, <laughs> take them out, right. even though they don't look like they're done, because um, you, you want them to be, you know, a little softer or chewier. You want to err on the side of, of removing them from the oven a little earlier. So um, just a little tip. I hear that a lot from yeah. people saying, yeah, that's you know, a, that's are a so great hard. point. Yeah. Um, the other well, one that, uh-huh. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say that um, I was so excited to see all of these other cookies, and I don't know if you've checked them out lately on the Cookie Swap, but there are some really neat ones up there, and I'm very excited to see them because um, every year we get some different ones, you know, that are submitted, some really interesting flavor combinations, um, and just some really, really fun ones, but... Um, on the Gluten-Free Cookie Swap on Facebook, if you go to the Photos tab, you'll see different um, albums there. And if you go to the one that says Photos of Gluten-Free Cookie Swap, you can search all the recipes that have ever been submitted in the last four years of the Gluten-Free Cookie Swap. I still can't believe we're in our fourth year. So much but, fun. But um, they're, they're all there. Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> so, it's so encouraging and just a, it's a good time. It's just fun to yeah, just peruse and yeah. th- you know, get, get inspiration and see other things you can do. And and plus it fortifies you against, you know, feeling kind of glum about yeah. the holidays and the fact That's that you can't perhaps yeah. partake in everything. Um, you really yeah, can. Yeah, everyone was... Yeah. Like reaching out and saying, I'm so depressed because I can't do the cookie swaps in my, my office or my church or whatever it is. And, um, you know, I, I can't do them. And so we just decided to do this virtual one. And it's been a real inspiration. We've had some amazing support from sponsors like Zojirushi and Cuisinart mm-hmm. and um, Earth Balance and Joy Life. Um, just amazing sponsors and um, have been so supportive along the way, and it's just been a lot of fun. So thank you for sharing some recipes. Thank you for sharing your expertise today. And as always, oh, um, I knew that the 30 minutes would go by like like nothing, but I think I we did get a few it. good tips in there. <laughs> the one last tip I'll tell you is that um, may, if nothing else, just make over um, your favorite chocolate chip cookie recipe. And I've got one in my new book, which I do. I mean, everybody loves chocolate chip cookies. Who doesn't? Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) And serve them all gluten-free versions. You know, don't even worry about putting, you know, making another batch. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Beth. I really appreciate your time. And And have a wonderful party on Saturday. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you. Yay. (laughs) Take care, Beth. (laughs) Okay, you too, Jules. Thanks for having me on. Bye. Bye. Oh, sure. Thanks. Bye.